Previously on Getting Dicey. You, Murican, can hear just this gentle sobbing coming from somewhere. I'm rushing there. Murican, you're led to this dark two-story townhouse. The windows are all shuttered and it looks to be have, have been boarded up as well. Sitting on the floor, hunched over, is this woman and she's sobbing. I think this is when you notice the state that this room is. You look around at the door you've just entered in and there's five or six locks on the outside of this door. But I've got to more than anything. Then why would you lock her up? It reaches for the door, slams it in, in your face. Yeah, it looks like you've got a tavern on your right. You walk in and there's a there's a blazing fire in the hearth um, and it's giving a bit of warmth into this place. Come on, strangers, come over here. Let's uh, drink, shall we? You, you look at him as he as he beckons you over. There's a, there looks to be a hint of pain in his eyes, but he looks to be pretty authentic. Can I call you Mark? You cannot. It's Ismark. It's a very proud name. He is Mark. We're changing his voice a little bit uh, to what I originally <laughs> okay. wanted. I do have a, a, one bit of a favor to ask. It does have something to do with my sister. I mean. <laughs> I think this could be something you could do, is maybe escort her away from here. Uh, she's been visited by the devil himself recently. I fear his return, and I fear what will happen to my sister. Which excuse me and my friends for just a moment. You know, I think some yeah. payment might be in order. It'll mean that he's serious if he does pay us, that's for sure. Ismark opens up this door and comes walking back into the room. He's got a very confident stride, takes his seat back at his position. Oh, that feels much better. So, how... Speaking <laughs> <laughs> my... Why don't we get going? And he walks up to the door and knocks. I just knock to let her know it's me. There's a side drawing room and on the floor there's a, there's a small wooden coffin but just a faint odour of decay coming from that room. Getting dicey. <laughs> Baron, you're heading for that door and Irene, Irina just um, darts out in front of you with her arms mm. out to the side and, and she, she, she says, stop right there and looks over mm. your shoulder towards um, Ismark and says, mm. who, have you, who have you brought in here? Who is this? Uh, well, allow um, me to introduce myself. My name is um, Brintel Byram and we've been uh, um, invited in by your uh, brother. Shush, you, sh you shush. Ismark, who are, who are these people? Sure. Um, okay, sorry. So I probably should have done a little bit of uh, uh, introduction before we came in. These are the people that I am uh, hoping uh, will help deliver you away from from Barovia. Um, not. What do you mean? What do you leave Barovia? Yes. Well, we can't risk Strad showing up all the time. We can't, this is not something. This is. Anyway, Baron, what are you wanting? What are you wanting to do in there? I just spotted the um, coffin. Is that mm. is that your dad that you were talking about? Um, and Irina looks back at you. Uh, you've you heard about my my father? Yes. Is he the burgomaster? And she, and she sort of brings her hands down by her side. Yes. Yeah. My father, the burgomaster of Barovia. Yes. How has Ismark told you about my father? Well, we found a letter on the way here, um, and it mentioned you and him and told everyone to leave. I didn't expect them to be dead. Yes, well, the attacks on the house, uh, they lasted for days and, and days, and he just couldn't handle the stress and had a, had a heart attack the, three days ago. 
Heart attack. I knew it would have been a heart attack from all the burgers. <laughs> well, um, not to be indelicate, but Ismark did mention that your father was um, starting to, I don't know how to put this nicely, smell really badly. So I, I can do something about that. But we're trying to um, hide it with, with flowers and 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 sense but what do you what do you plan on doing i've just got a little magic spell and it will stop him from decaying as you uh okay uh, okay uh, she's kind of curious by this and and takes a couple of steps back and looks over to ismark and and ismark just just gives her a nod back and mm-hmm. you've got access to this room now right i'm gonna nod at ismark and uh just squeeze past excuse me mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna light a cigarette and i'm gonna start um waving my cigarette around and i'm gonna it take it's a ritual and it's uh, <laughs> i think you're just gonna try and hide the scent using, like, <laughs> cigarettes no, i'm not wasting your spell slot on this yeah <laughs> there that'll be that was that'll help <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a clove cigarette oh, maybe. um yeah uh, it, yeah it's called uh what the fuck is it called gentle repose, gentle repose. yeah oh yeah nice Rothman's pretty good. Bare Tell us repose. Uh, what does it uh, do? What? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I touch a corpse or other remains. Oh, I'm going to open it. I, got, I have to open it up. Was it an open mm. casket or? It was closed. They were trying to hide the scent, obviously. And mm. Yeah, so they've, they've closed that. But gonna, you, you, you yeah. open it up to, to reveal. Um, and he's wearing amazing, they've dressed him up uh, beautifully and he's just got this big full beard. He's a rather big, big guy, mm-hmm. uh, balding. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he looks he looks at peace, but he is, like, as soon as you open it, you get a, a big, and there's, and there's a lot of like flowers scattered out, like petals and flowers scattered over it. Potpourri. Um, yeah, and you can smell a little bit of that scent, but it's mainly the decaying smell that you can smell. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm going to say you've done a lovely job. Um, so here's my, my spell is uh, you touch a corpse for the duration the target is protected from decay and can't become undead. A spell can't also, become undead. Yeah, a spell also effectively extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead. Since days spent under the influence of the spell don't count against the time limit of spells such as raise dead. All right, cool. And that lasts 10 days. Oh, nice. So it, it, I, I did it to Gundren the dwarf. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so Merrick? it won't restore the like he, he won't stop smelling he'll just won't smell any worse from now on yeah do you reckon? i don't know <laughs> it, he's protected from decay i'd say like whatever smell he was doing from now on it would stop making mm. you know so maybe that smell wafts away he's not shouldn't be producing more stink yeah yeah i think and i think um so how long does that take uh, it takes me 10 minutes to do a ritual so all right. So while while you're doing this ritual, um, uh, Irina uh, moves over to um, Ismark and the rest of you, um, and and she says, "You know, I'm not going to leave Barovia until Father's buried." Um, and Ismark and Irina have this 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 little sort of back and forth. You know, he's talking about the importance of leaving Barovia because they don't know um, when Strad's going to return, and Irina saying, "Look, we haven't had." Uh, anyone or any attacks on the house for the last three days, why would there be any more attacks now? And there's a bit of a heated back and forth happening in front of um, Bill and Morley and Mirican and Loris. Um, 
is there any kind of interjection from from those watching or any questions they might have Morley? yeah I'd like to kind of just step forward and try and turn on a bit of the old captain's charm mm-hmm. here on Irina and say if i if I may interject for for just a moment just because things seem to have quietened down or settled down that's no reason to be complacent and uh and you are and I take my head off at this point and kind of hold it out to my side say, Captain Morley Van Morgan, at your service. Well, Morley, um, I understand that you obviously have a wide knowledge of what's going on here, but I would I would quite prefer to have my father uh, resting in his rightful place before I even contemplate leaving here. Over to you, Ismark. I tried to be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Ismark is, is kind of tight-lipped at this point, and, and Irina continues talking to you. Um, if you can help deliver my father's body to the, to the graveyard, to the church, for a proper burial, then fine. Then fine. You can, you can take me from Barovia. But, and she, tur- and she, she turns to Ismark. But Ismark, you know I'm not going to leave here with father just in the house. Um, and she returns her sort of focus back to you, Morley, um, and says, no one in, in Barovia has, has the guts to help my brother deliver my father to the graveyard. That's why we still have him here. How my only interest, my lady, lies in keeping you safe. But I assure you, I'm no gutless wonder. Um, Bill? Uh, how, long is, how long has your father been here? Um, he passed three days ago. I see. And look, I know what your your friend in there is doing supposedly will will help him for a, a bit longer, help stop the decay. But my God, it's my father. I just need to see him rest in peace. I think we uh, think we can all appreciate that. Mm. Um, and Ismark speaks up. Well, Irina, maybe we can wait until morning and go see uh, Father uh, Donovich. At the church, um, does, uh, what do you think, Molly? Is can, is it, I mean, will you will you and maybe a few of the others help help me bring my father's coffin to the church? Well, I, I'd be interested in helping you out of your predicament the best way I and we can. Hmm. I have a question. Um, yes, American. Why are all the villagers too afraid to deliver a man's body to the grave? Surely that should be something they can all help with he was their honored leader was wasn't he with all of the attacks we've had uh around barovia from the from uh the werewolves and and bats and uh they're just people who are afraid to leave their houses oh how awful mm. no one said anything about werewolves that's <laughs> <laughs> true well, well yes <laughs> the bra- the brave man that he is, you know. I'm not a coward, he says. <laughs> a dog, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, Molly, you remember that the outside of the house was just covered in in scratches. Um, uh, and and as Mike says, yes, we've had we've had just so many werewolves attacks. Uh, even just specifically here to try and to try and get to Irina Strad is doing everything he can to get Irina and it's it's scared the entirety of the village it's been like this for a long time but the uh the attacks on the house sort of hit a peak 
the day that my father died, and it's been a relatively quiet since. Bill, uh, can I just ask how you managed to hold off these these creatures? Uh, and as much as points to all of the boarded up windows, um, we've just been making sure that we during the day that we we board the place up, uh, reinforce anything that is starting to show any kind of weakness, uh, and uh, and just hope and pray that we get through the night. Do the so attacks is... mostly come in the day? Sorry, but uh, no, the, atta- the, atta- the attacks mainly mainly at night, but. Try and uh, try and make the villagers, the uh, population of this city, believe that they think if they are going to attack at night, then they'll then very well may well come in during the day. And so here I am, stuck with my father in a box built by Irina and myself, in the hopes it's just uh, we could convince anyone to help. Really, how sturdy? How's the construction of that box looking? <laughs> it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent <laughs> for something that's. That's um, being put together by these two. It's not like an elegant, polished coffin. It is very much just like bits of wood uh, hammered together, but hammered together nicely. There's no, there's no like big proper like coffin style shape to it. It is very much a box with a lid, a long, a long box with a lid. Cardboard box. Your uh, <laughs> carpentry's clearly come a long way with all these barricades and things. That box looks mighty, mighty sturdy. Um, you've done the best given your. Uh, given the circumstances. Wally's just going to hold him in his hands, wondering why Bill's chosen to make an example of the yeah. coffin. Yeah, just like, what, Bill, no. And Merrick just steps forward and she's like, I mean... They brought it up! They brought up the side. fact that they made the coffin themselves! Can't it's a passing it. remark. I can see that you've done the best you can, Great. given the circumstances. judge him. It was a compliment. It was a compliment. <laughs> what if it was bad? <laughs> yeah, Baron, Baron learned that last week with the like. You know, this place looks nice. As I detail like the horrific nature wow. of this that's, house. And that's why I asked and then listened to the answer. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. I'm going to. I, I think. Oh, sorry, oh carry on. I was just going to say. I think Loris would help you go to the church. Yeah. I don't like churches. I mean, I'm going to step forward oh. and say... I can guard. I can smash something if, they, if there's a problem. don't have to light churches to help them go to the church. They're trying to convert you. There it is. Wait, sorry, uh, what? You want, you want me to be the muscle? Okay. I, I'm, That's cool. I'm happy to just lend a hand in, in your time of need. We, we can handle ourselves. I don't know if you know this, but we recently fought a giant pile of excrement, so I think we can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, Arena just has like this really confused look on her face when you when you mention that uh, a giant pile of excrement. It's yeah, a whole lot in, scarier than it sounds in that house. That um, hey. that crazy <laughs> house. What where the uh, the travelers start out? That's where we were. Where the tra- where the where the the mission began. Where, where, um, where the um, where the, where the people. Yeah, where the parties seem to spawn and then most of them die, but we didn't die. We made it out. Because we're heroes. Yeah, it's just like... The house that your brother told us about. Yeah, I think um, she becomes just as impressed as Ismark was when he first heard as well. Uh, And she's just looking 
at her brother with quite a surprised uh, look on her face and then looks back at Bill and says, okay, um, well, yes, then uh, I, I will go with you tomorrow. I, yeah, okay. But please, please, uh, we either uh, deliver my father tonight or first thing in the morning. I, I'm, I'm sure what your friend is doing in that room can at least hold him over to the morning if you'd prefer. Yes. That would be a good idea. Okay. I, I, I might suggest I might suggest to my friends here the morning might be the more prudent option. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so I think, Baron, you've probably just wrapped up this this um, spell now, this ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to have another <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> just a regular one that time. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Um, and so is there anything you guys wanted to uh, ask them before sort of calling in for the night, or is, is that it? Where are we sleeping? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can show you to the rooms uh, if you guys are ready to call it a night. Hmm. Is, there, uh, is there anything that needs barricading up before we bed down? Uh, we, haven't, we haven't really had any attacks uh, for the last three nights, so everything seems to be in order. But thank you for the offer. Bill, you must be dying to show off your superior carpentry skills. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do. I don't, I don't think I could hold a patch to to what Irina and Ismark here have done. All right, Bill. Um, but I I do know that more of a critic. trouble tends to follow us around, and I just would feel a lot more comfortable if we had barricaded every possible spot we could. I mean, you're welcome to have a look, but like I said, uh, we, we, we've been barricading them up pretty solidly for the last uh, few weeks, and uh, they haven't been touched for the last three nights. Um, but you're welcome to take a quick look around the perimeter if you need. Uh, I, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it as the uh, expert in these, in these matters. <laughs> okay, well, let me show you two rooms. I, I think if you follow me upstairs, uh, you'll be able to, I'm sure we can make you all comfortable. Um, and as Mark leads you up this, this beautiful winding staircase to the second floor, uh, and there are way more, um, way more bedrooms for like what seems like a small house and, and just a few people. It looks like normally they would have housed um, maybe servants and stuff at one point, but they seem to be relatively empty now. And uh, each of you are just shown to a bedroom of your own. Um, and they've all got uh, beautiful decent sized beds loris they don't have any your size unfortunately oh, i hate it when my ankles are off the bed <laughs> yeah yeah damn it um, come on all i ask for is an extra long bed <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> sorry but uh, we're not used to uh folk your, your your size around here to be honest um mm, no one he is. actually he actually looks a little impressed um just with the height every time he talks to you and he looks up at you there's a bit of like he's impressed with the the size and, and the muscle mass you've got, and he just shows shows you to the room uh, and carries on and, and makes sure everyone is um, seen to. Um, and uh, then uh, him and Irina they meet again downstairs and they're just sort of like talking f- uh, together for a little bit before um, making their way off to each of their own bedrooms. Um, so how would you like to uh, spend the night? Is there um, Anything like I think, American, you need to attune yourself to your your cloak. Yes, I got a shiny new cloak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, cloak of protection, yeah. is it? Um, so yeah, so you only need four hours to get a um, a, a full night's sleep. So you can spend uh, an hour of that just attuning yourself to the cloak. Uh, anyone else? 
I want to read this um, black these black books that I found about um ah oh, the cult yeah about the cult the cult I can't remember the cult I, of I had it just a moment Osibus. ago Osibus. Osibus. okay yeah cool I think you you'll spend the first um the first hour uh, before sort of nodding off going through these books and after after you like the every single page you turn you're kind of just rolling your eyes at the ridiculous nature of some of these like so-called rituals and so-called spells that are written in this book and they're like they're clearly just absolute nonsense none of this is is grounded in any reality whatsoever and you sort of get through three quarters of the first book before realizing this cult was just insane they're just just led by someone completely insane was made up absolutely insane ideals for what a cult and what spells and rituals should be a lot of them just involved just killing people torturing people and killing them in the hopes to appease um a devil but you you, with your knowledge of stuff it it doesn't take you long before you realize it's just it's just garbage not effective not effective at all yeah uh anyone else spill uh, I'm just going to spend some time looking over those uh, trinkets I hurriedly grabbed as we exited the the house. Yeah, yeah, right. So what, what trinkets did you end up grabbing? You grabbed five trinkets, right? I have five, pendant, uh, five trinkets. I have mm-hmm. an iron pendant adorned with a devil's face, mm. a knife carved from human bone, a hag's severed finger, a six-inch tall wooden figurine of a mummy, with its arms crossed over its chest, and a folded cloak made from stitched ghoul skin. Yeah, okay, cool. And you, I'd say you spend a, a little bit of time sort of looking at all of these um, individually, uh, and they're all just, they're all like what they sound like. There's nothing kind of magical to them. They're just garbage that may have been pilfered off people that had been m- murdered or sacrificed by this cult. Um, I think you you sort of come to the same uh, conclusion, but in a separate um, uh, for over a separate thing. Well, the barons realize that the cult's garbage because of their the the way that they do their rituals and their spells. You're just looking at the, these garbage trinkets and how they've just got no value whatsoever, and that the reason they were taken uh, off people and and was purely purely because they were on the person that was murdered. And there's nothing else really to them. Yeah, I see. I'm gonna tuck them away for later. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, Molly, anything that you wanted to get done before calling it a night? Um, no, I'm absolutely shattered. I'm gonna sort of just take my weaponry off, lay it down, and get a good night's cap. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Loris? Um, yeah, Loris has been asleep while you guys have been battling about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he found his bed and that was it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Um, you guys wake uh, in the morning um, and you could, you could barely tell it's the morning. You're used to, it feels like you've had a good eight hours sleep. And I think a couple of you look out the between the cracks and some of the uh, boards to sort of check what time it is. Um, and while it looks like there's a sort of a morning glow to the clouds above, there's really not much light coming through from the sky above there's just um thick uh dark clouds covering the sky um and each of you sort of um move out of the bedrooms and and congregate uh downstairs um with ismark and and irena 
Ah, good morning. Uh, good sleep, I uh, hope. I'm just. I'm going to stride down the stairs, like conspicuously, like swishing the hem of my cloak around my new cloak, and just like, clutch, hmm, <laughs> hmm, clutch. What do we have here? That cloak looks amazing. <laughs> this whole thing. Oh, stop! Did you guys bring luggage? Did you bring manage to bring <laughs> luggage along with us? Okay, I didn't see any on you, but that's fair. That's great. <laughs> I think you're going to need. Morley's going to. Um... Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you, no, you no, please, please take on. I was imagining Morley would kind of stride down the stairs next, kind of looking at his sword. Um, he's perhaps given it a slight whirling just before descending <laughs> the staircase, ready, ready for action yeah. today. Um, and just kind of placing it back in his um, scabbard mm-hmm. just as he's kind of descending. So uh, Morley spent the evening oiling his sword. <laughs> just the morning, just a quick oil in oh, the morning. Just, just, a, just, quick, to, just a quick one. Really. <laughs> Just a quickie this morning. Yeah. Uh, have you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop there before it's, I get myself. It's right going. back in the scabbard. Now, so we don't need to. No. Oh, yeah, I think. Um, um, uh, if you don't mind, yeah, Mirican. Uh, sorry, I was just almost interrupted you there, didn't I? Carry on. <laughs> um, actually. You interrupted Joe. Um, I was just going to say, I've, I've got one thing that I want to do every long rest, and I want to roll a d4 and see what season I end up in. Oh, right. Yeah, of course, a bit of, of random. So, what did I roll? Oh, 44? No. Uh, make it stop. Take no, your I'm re rolling this one. Yeah, just take two. <laughs> I'm all seasons at once today. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So, what's a, what's a roll, a roll of two, two do for Americans? It is autumn. So. And what does that what does that mean? What sort of attitude is, does that associate? Does American associate with autumn? It's the kindest, warmest demeanor. I think that goes well with you know the the um, flowing of the of the cloak as you sort of sashay down the stairs. <laughs> yes, looking <laughs> auburn and, and flushed. Yeah, ah, perfect, perfect. Um, Oh, the other, yeah, so make sure you guys, uh, obviously a long rest means all of your spell slots are being regained, your uh, hit points are maxed out, and you can regain um, some hit dice as well if if you want to get all that sorted in D&D Beyond. I think I would have um, shown up quite late, as late as possible, once I heard everyone waking up, and I would have just descended the stairs quite seedy because I've drunk the entire (laughs) cask of wine. Didn't even (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, I think I, I think the majority of you are sort of um, standing in the hall talking for a while. You've got, you guys have been discussing um, how you're going to, who's going to be carrying the the, the coffin with um, Ismark, um, and then and the Baron. There's some noise from upstairs, and there's just like the Baron standing at the top of the <laughs> stairs, feeling a little lightheaded, a little headachey, and he's just gingerly taking steps uh, down mm. the stairwell. I'm going to call out. I'm assuming the Baron won't be carrying the car. <laughs> I'm going to call out, Brian. Brian Good morning, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <Bad> loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh dear. Uh, so who's who is who's uh, helping carry the the casket? And, and are you all heading to the um, the the church? Lawrence will take whatever the heavy end is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um. You might have to carry it quite low, and everyone else will have to carry it up high. I think so, just to make sure that it's. I could probably carry it by myself, to be fair, but I'll I'll do that thing thing. where like you hold on to it and you're kind of (laughs) 
bearing a little bit of weight, but you're kind of letting everyone else it's take the load mainly. Yeah. Your hand's just on the side. <laughs> on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll literally carry it on my, well, maybe if I do shoulder, everyone will be like, like reaching up. So maybe that's, I'll just carry it under my arm. lacking yeah. in dignity for the dead Loras. Let us help you. Yeah. Oh, you so want me to carry I'll put it over my shoulder then. Is that right? Yeah, just like that. It's, it's a helping us this thing. Well, it's uh, it is actually how I. It's quite traditional to to be carried by uh, four people: um, two at the front, two at the back. If that's, I we'll try to keep the traditions alive here. Sure. Do uh, <laughs> do do you and Irina want to want to have a hand as Mark? Do you want to be involved? Um, I'm I'm not stepping foot outside. Just uh, just in, for my safety, I need to make sure that. Uh, with Strad around, who 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 knows? I, we'll I, keep you safe, little lady. I, I'm not putting that trust. I, I I'll be there for the for the funeral, but I, I'm not going to be there for the delivery. Well, does someone need to stay that, back with call. her to make sure? Are she's we going to go there, come back, and then get her? What do you think, American? We shouldn't leave her alone. Uh, look, the the place is barricaded. I'll, the door will be um, locked and restrained, and it's fine. Uh, I was here all of yesterday. And all of the day before, just fine. Okay. So don't worry about me. I can handle myself. I mean, I'd like to volunteer to stay guard at the door, outside. You be inside, I'll stay outside. Uh, Molly, I know you mean well, but I, <clears throat> like I said, I, 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 was, I handled myself just fine yesterday. If, if, I'm not going to stop you, but I just don't want you to think that I need this kind of assistance. And Ismark just kind of laughs. Ismail laughs, looks over to Morley, just kind of like, okay. I'm going to sort of cast a glance back Ismark's way and go, sounds like she's uh, fine to make her own way up north. <laughs> this week, this week. Well, she doesn't even really want to go, uh, but uh, we've convinced her. Let's not push our luck. Our luck? All right. Uh, what do you, you want to do, Ismark? Are you going to stay here? Are you going to come with? No, I'll, I'll um, introduce you to uh, Father Donovich uh, and um, help carry the, the casket uh, towards the church. Irina will be fine. Don't worry about her. Mm -hmm. I only worry about her when we're outside of the house um, and at night time. I know that I know that Strud's not going to be making an appearance during the day, but we, did, we I can't say the same for any of his servants. Mm. I'm just going to lean over mm -hmm. to the Baron. Mm. And just say, uh, and maybe maybe American too, uh, and just say, uh, either of you got any who's it's what's to uh, alert us if anything untoward starts to happen here? I thought you were saying because it's four twenty. Who's it's what's it's yeah to alert to alert what to let us know if something uh, happens back at the house while we're out. Oh, um, like a spell or a, a trap. Or I, I have a spell that if I st stayed back, I could alert you with a very, very loud thunderous boom. Well, we could give her a bell or something. <laughs> Probably doesn't no, carry as well spells. as a thunderclap, but good thinking. <laughs> yeah. But we could let you know she can't do a thunderclap. I could stay I back, think. is what I'm saying. Oh. I think we're saying back and, and chatting and getting to know um fuck I've forgotten her name. 
that's good. That's good. I was, but it just it just lo- I lost it. Sorry. No, it's, um, it but... makes it makes putting all the effort I do really <laughs> worthwhile. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name. I still, whatever. I'm not going to spy. Just think it was you being just... character and that Lawrence didn't remember. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's just good role play. American staying back is a good idea. You know, could learn could learn a bit more about Barovia and and what's going on in the town. There's, there's four of us plus Ismark. You know, we can all sort of look after the body. Look, if Irina wants to stay here, it's her house. I mean, we would have plenty of time to look after her later on. Perhaps she will feel safer left to her own devices rather than yeah. these people she's only just met, myself included, <clears throat> hanging around like a bad Pirate. smell. I, like a dead. Um, did she have, <laughs> does she have um, a scarf on? No, no, she doesn't have a scarf. Does she have puncture yeah. wounds on her neck? Yeah, yeah, she's she's got um, four small uh, scars on her neck. Oh. Can from, I ask? From, and she sees you looking uh, towards your neck and just kind of, puts one hand over over the scars. Irina, I've heard you being visited by Strad. Did you get a look at him? I I Ismark. She sort of like uh throws a throws Ismark's name back at him for a moment. Uh and Ismark says, I had to tell them, I had to tell them everything. Uh it was in the letter for crying out loud, Irina. Mm-hmm. Um and Irina turns back to you and says, I I know it's happened but I don't have any real memories. You can't it, remember what he looks like. It's, it's all a haze. I just remember the, the hunger in his eyes and, and like nothing and, and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's kind of <laughs> like a, like a hungry beast. Oh. That's all I mm. really remember. Everything, everything becomes kind of foggy when I try to think of it. So you were in the house when that happened. Is that before you barricaded? I, d- I don't even know where I was at the time. I don't believe I was in the house. Okay. Ismark? And and Ismark kind of just shrugs. She, I found her like lying in the hall here both mm-hmm. times. Bite marks on her, in her neck and, and bleeding. Can I get a closer look at those bite marks? Uh, yeah, she, she's nah. got a hand kind of, got a hand over her. <laughs> On her neck, and she's like, "Why? What, what are you? What are you trying to find out?" I'm trying to find out what kind of creature it is that bit you. You know, what kind of creature Strahd is. Well, he's a he's a vampire. I know that, but I don't know about <laughs> vampires. I've never been. One. I want to see how big their fangs are, how wide, how big his mouth is. Just being yeah, I think you slowly. St- I think you slowly are approaching. Um, Irina, as you're saying this, can you give me like a uh, persuasion roll? Persuasion. Mm. Okay. Um, let's see what my charisma is there. Oh, this is zero. So a thirteen. Okay, cool. I think that's enough. You, you move towards her as as you're saying that, and she's looking at you and just slowly removes her her hand from her neck and and sort of uh, opens up her neck to you. Um, and you just you get a look at these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, and you take a you take a close look. Can you give me like a medicine roll? Okay, medicine. That's a zero as well. Not investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, an eight. What What is your investigation modifier? Plus seven. 
Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll go with we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, the holes then they're not fully closed over, but they look to have scarred quite deep. Um, it looks like whatever punctured them, and you've been told they were someone's teeth. The teeth themselves would have to be a good uh, centimeter longer than the the rest of the teeth, because there's no other real bite marks. Just these two puncture mm-hmm. wounds twice the same sort of distance apart. So it looks like two sets of of puncture wounds. And um, they both and they were done on separate times. So it's yeah, two different. Yeah. Okay. And they're healing? Yes, yeah, they're healing. Okay. All right. Thank you, Irina. Sorry to be so rude. Um and again she just puts her hand up to her neck and, and kind of um she goes a bit quieter. You can get a nice cravat or like a scarf or something in fact maybe we could even get you some sort of iron collar and then you won't be able to be bitten okay um (laughs) is that so wild it would be like a choker yeah an iron collar like as some sort of slave i already feel uh threatened enough by strider now you want me to become a slave for Uh, okay all right let's not Wow, <laughs> words in my mouth here. Yeah. He said that. He said that. An iron collar. A choker yeah. is You put it on yourself. One. Not attaching a, a chain to it or sounded... anything. No, don't worry about that. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with the vampire bites. Now. You've already been bitten twice. <laughs> just the suggestion. Just like, uh... <laughs> so my father, uh, are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Are we There's ready to? Now I do think it's probably a good idea to leave Irina here. Um, <laughs> should we? <laughs> are, we are you all ready to, to help me here? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Aye. All right, so um, so uh, Ismark sort of positions himself near the front left of this coffin. Uh, how are the rest of you organizing yourself? I'll take the front right. Okay. Ismark and Molly up front. Loris, you're at the back. I'll take the back. Yeah, I'll take the back. Yeah. I'll just trail behind. I'll take the okay. other side to what Laura's is taking. Yeah, cool. Joe, uh, American's just got her hand just on the side of the coffin. I am. Um, and I do want to softly volunteer to stay back and make her a tea, but if she she seems like she really doesn't want anyone to stay, I'll go. I mean, she's already sort of made her. If you want to stay back, you totally can, but I don't know how often we'll come back to you if that's the case. It might be some time before we hear from American again. How far is it to the church? Well, I mean, as in, like, what you guys are going to go do, yeah, it may us. not come back to American tonight because I don't know what you guys are going to do. They're in back, so, right, guys? We're not a person around here. It'll just be you making tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, how's the tea coming? <laughs> oh, very good. All right, back to the party. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and it's like, oh, very good. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide if you stay there. You do, you do not need to. Okay, I'll come along. Okay, it seems okay. like every all, okay, cool. all signs point to join the coffin party. Yeah, I mean, you just run a the funeral. risk of like you just run the risk of spending the next hour and a half sitting there listening to us. That's all. Funeral has such negative connotations, like the term coffin party. <laughs> coffin, <laughs> party. <laughs> coffin party, or if you just emphasize the fun and funeral, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be funeral, so much yeah. better. Funeral, funeral, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you guys make your way um, out of the house uh, with uh, the coffin and this sort of format, this this formation up the road. Uh, and just like last night, no one seems to be out on the streets. 
It's all very empty. Ismark makes a comment sort of like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. No one, no one even bothers coming outside anymore just for fear of uh, what could happen. Um, and you make your way past um, Mad Mary's house. Um, and it seems she's to be still wailing. It's, it's a little quieter from there. There's no, there's no sounds really coming from there. You kind of, there's a, there's a hope that she's just sleeping uh, and, and is maybe over whatever was afflicting her last night. Uh, and you make your way um, further up back to the crossroads where the tavern and the um, little store, I can't remember the, what I called it last time, but the little store's there as well. Uh, Beldreth's Mercantile, that's the one. Um, and as Mark says, it's just, uh, it's just up here. We're going to turn left and we're just going to work, walk a little further. Uh, and uh, you'll, you'll see, I pointed out the church last night, if you remember. So it's not too far from here. Um, and you make your way, you spy like a couple of people looking, uh, opening their shutters and looking out at you as, as this procession is carrying this um, coffin along. Um, and anytime you do sort of look over towards them, the shutters just slam shut. The, the path that you're going along just goes up a small rise. And at the t- atop that rise, against the roots of this pillar stone um, that just shoots up into the sky um, that supports Castle Ravenloft above it. So it's kind of like behind this church is the starting of this mountain and then just shoots up as this stone pillar. And Ooh. right at the top, a thousand feet up, is this castle. Is uh, it like sheer cliffs, clouds. do you mean? Or? Yeah, just, just sheer cliffs. There's like layers. There's there's like a sheer cliff that sort of stops off a few hundred mm-hmm. feet up and then another sheer cliff that just goes like straight up. Like a wedding up. cake. It's like an onion. It's exactly like, like a stone wedding cake. Um, awesome. <laughs> uh, the church in front of you has obviously weathered the assaults um, of evil for centuries on end, and it's worn and it's weary. And behind it, there's a bell tower um, rising up over it. And you can see coming from some some holes um, in the shingled roof is just some flickering lights. And you can hear the rafters of this church just straining uh, feebly against the load of the roof. Um, and we'll move you um, over to the church. Are you guys seeing that? Does that, does yes. That mm-hmm. We're at the steps. Cool. Can you see inside the house, or is it all darkened? Can is it's it all? Because we're trying out the dark is sorry. dark. Yeah, right. We're trying out the new dynamic lighting, so you can see the grass Ooh, and the steps and stuff. Fancy. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and as you approach, you can see that the the heavy wooden door of this church is just covered with claw marks and scarred with fire. Um, and as Mark uh, leads the patrol and sort of gets up to the front of us. Uh, gets near the front of this um, church and just um, shouts out, uh, Bruntel, could you grab the door for me? Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going to shuffle up, trying to wake up a little bit. I think I'm, that brisk walk has woken me up. I'm going to walk up to the front doors and mm-hmm. uh, attempt to push. Uh, they, they push them or pull? They say push or pull. Um, it's big, big pull doors. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll try to pull them open. Okay, cool. Um, the door opens to reveal uh, this 10-foot-wide, 20-foot-long hall that leads to this brightly lit chapel. Um, the hall itself is unlit and just reeks of mildew. Uh, there are four doors uh, in this hall, two on the left, two on the right, 
um, leading to some sort of chambers of some sort. You can see that the chapel at the end of this hall is just strewn with debris, and you can hear a soft voice from from within just reciting a prayer. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, and um, Ismark and, uh, and the crew just slowly make their way uh, um, towards. Mm. And Ismark calls out, uh, Father Donovich. And as he calls out, the 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 small sort of the, the soft prayer that you can hear being recited from the the priest at the head of this altar is just cut, um, cut solidly just by this bolt of an inhuman scream that just rises up from beneath the wooden floors. What? Um, <clears throat> and um, the father sort of looks up at you. He's kind of got like a bit of shock in his eyes as the screaming is, is rising up from the ground beneath you. Um, and he's, he kind of winces for a bit. And then the, the scream sort of subdues it's like uh and he he looks around um and he says uh is mark uh, uh, you've brought you've brought your father um uh yes yes father donovich i have um and is mark motions for you all to just place the coffin um down uh on the ground and is mark turns to to you morley um with sort of concern on his face and then he once again this this inhuman scream um it's quite a it's, it's quite a manly but inhuman kind of roar screams up and you can you think you can hear the the word father sort of being screamed out with a strained inhuman voice did anyone else hear that <laughs> like, no that is disconcerting it seemed like a, a howl of terror um, Where's that coming from? And, and Morley wants to draw his sword at the the sound of this kind of screaming, just a protective kind of like it's out. Yeah, I think you, you've pulled out the sword and you're sort of like looking everywhere, and it's clear that it's coming from underneath the floorboards within this chapel and, and hall. Like it's just it's coming up from just underneath you. <laughs> it's surely um, not normal. I want to call out to the the father. What's down there, father? What's making that sound? Um, and he he sort of starts sweating um, and says, uh, "Is Mark? Did you uh, did you tell him about? Uh, did you tell him about Doru? Uh, no, uh, father. I thought that was sorted by now." Um, and Is Mark sort of looks over to Morley and says, uh, "That is." And then looks towards the rest of you. That is Father Donovich's um, son. Uh, he's been he's been locked away. Is this a problem we need to fix? Um, and Donovich, whose whose throat is so weak and sore um, and strained. No, um, no, 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 no! You don't have to. You don't have to worry about it. Just uh, leave the, uh, your father's body and please leave. Um, and then the screen just. Well, it bolts up from beneath your feet once more, and you can just hear like um, the, it's like a, a pained hunger in the voice. Like it's you can hear the word "hungry" like screaming out in this voice. Is Mark? Are you really comfortable leaving your father's body here when that thing's screaming for what appears to be food? 
Look, as long as we don't go down there, I think it'll be fine. We're just here to deliver the body, and then when Father Donovich uh, makes the preparations, we, we have the funeral service, um, and we leave the father and his son uh, to peace. Peace? I don't know if that's the right word to use. Mm. Uh, Molly? Uh, this is quite distressing for Molly, mm. so I want to turn back to Loris and say... Big man, you watch this, Mark, and I'm going to start striding towards the father with my sword out, not hyper-aggressively, but just kind of in front of me, like, you better start telling me some, giving me some answers. Yeah, give me an intimidation roll. Um, I'll say with advantage, since you've got your sword out. Uh, my sheet just crashed. Hang on. Okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with advantage, you've got uh, 20, which is, yeah... He, this guy is just shaking as as you approach with these meaningful strides with your sword out. Um, you you cut a menacing pose um, for this guy, especially with all of these candles flickering around you that seem to be lighting this room. Um, and he's just like, oh, 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 and drops down to his knees in front of you with his with his his hands up. Um, please, please, no, please, please don't hurt me. You better start talking, father. Uh, uh, what do you what do you need to know? I need to know exactly why there's an unholy screaming coming down there from someone that I've heard is your son. What kind of father treats his son locked up? The father's eyes kind of well up, uh, and he says, "I've been, I've been praying day and night, uh, hoping that the gods will will give me the answers for how to save my son." Uh, but until then, he's going to be. I'm. I'm afraid of what he might do to the to the people of Barovia. American. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I want to. I want to join Morley at his side, um, mm-hmm. and put my hand on his shoulder and sort of, in the idea of calming him down so he doesn't do anything rash with his sword because I don't know him that well. And I'm going to gently mm. say, this seems like an an undead problem. He's saying that to Morley. I'm saying it to everyone at large. Right. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to look <clears throat> back at American and just kind of lower my sword slightly to where I'm just, I'm still holding it, but it's no longer raised in the air. Mm. I think Ismark meets meets uh, you as well, Morley, on your other side. Um, and standing, he's not, he's not trying to placate you at all. He's just sort of standing on your side. Loris? Um, basically following Morley's instructions to watch um, Ismark, I'd move myself in front of him to stop Ismark going anywhere near Morley. So okay. if he approaches, I'm just going to put my hand out in front of his chest, just like, just wait. Okay, all right, okay. You you keep you keep Ismark um, at a distance uh, in that case. Just so uh, he's beside where I'm standing, so he can kind of see what's going on, but not actively get involved. Yeah, and and Ismark is not taking offense to this at all. He's kind of like he's like, I, I get it, I get it. Um, Maybe I can shed some light. I'm not sure if Father Donovich is up to retelling this tale. Uh, Loris, may I may I may I pass and okay. talk to talk to Molly? Mm. Um, and with that permission, he sort of makes his way up and and says, "Molly, you you can you can put the, the blade away. Um, the father's son, uh, Doru, he was lured uh, by." some wizard to take on Strahd a year ago. And um, both the wizard and Doru uh, met their fate 
with uh, by Strahd's hands. Um, he was returned to his father as a what can only be described as a vampire spawn. And Donovich has done the only thing he knew to do, which is lock him away underneath the church until he can, until the gods listen and help him uh, bring his son back to him. And Donovich hearing this tale, he's just sort of like drops his head uh, and his hands now drops his head and he's just kind of crying, but he, he, he stops his crying almost straight away and just goes into this silent prayer. Oh, this poor man. And that screaming, just this inhuman screaming, bolts up from underneath the ground again. There's no words to it this time, just this starved scream. Can I, um, can I roll uh, a check to see if I kind of buy the story I'm getting from Ismark and the father here? Sure. Give, uh, give me an insight roll. Uh, total of 17. Um, yeah, he, you, you look at Ismark and he seems incredibly sincere. Um, and you're hearing some of the prayers that the father is saying, and and it matches just the the show me he's 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 clearly praying for some kind of um, inspiration to be able to heal his son. All right, I I put my blade away and say, all right, but wherever this human suffering, you better believe I'll be asking some tough questions. <laughs> put the blade <laughs> yeah, yeah. away. Um, Loris, your hand was up. Yeah, I just want to um, turn it. Quietly walk up to Ismark and Molly and just sort of lean down between their heads and sort of whisper, Sounds like death would be best for this beast. And then I'm just going to step back, tell you deal with the devil in Loris's mind. How loud, how loud are you just whispering that? Just loud enough for Ismark and Molly to hear. I'm yeah. hoping yeah, the, prayer, the priest won't. Yeah, Donovich is, is lost in prayer at the moment. What's, what's Bill doing having heard all this? Um, quite a lot of emotions running through Bill at this point, mm. both um, this guy and his, his father, and uh, seeing the pain this is obviously causing Morley. Um, this certainly was not the um, not the welcome he was hoping for this casket we've uh, mm. tried to carry in here. Uh, but it seems like... Uh, it seems as though he's uh, doing the best he can right now um if if ismark is is fine with leaving uh his father here uh this is what he's asked us to to help with so uh i don't think we can take it particularly personally but it does it does make me feel a bit uncomfortable i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie um and molly what do you think with what uh loris has sort of whispered to you and ismark uh, I actually had some conflicting thoughts along the same lines mm. myself just a moment ago, thinking, well, maybe it would be better to be putting this creature out of its misery if there's if there's no return, but also can absolutely understand a father could never put his own son to the sword. So still very uncomfortable. I've dropped my aggressive tone now, though. Mm. Well, is, I, I know nothing of vampires. Is there a cure for such a thing? Is there, is there any way? Or is it, or is it a vain hope? I'm addressing Ismark. Vain hope. Like Come it. on now. Um, so, <laughs> um, well, no one's, no one's really come or found any sort of cure in regards to vampires uh, yet. There have been plenty that have been turned, uh, and it's unfortunate, I feel, for Father Donovich here that 
um, his son returned. It's unfortunate. Most families they lose their their family members to to uh, Strad, and they're, they're never seen again unless unless they have returned to hunt. Uh, this one was delivered back to Father Donovich, almost like some kind of sick gift. Oh, he truly is the devil. The Baron's been pretty quiet. Hmm. Um, I'm because I'm still by the door because of that horrible noise. I didn't want to go in. Mm. Did I hear this explanation of that it's a vampire or? Um, yeah, or it not? wasn't whispered. It was sort of just detailed to the crews, and you're not that oh. far away that you might have missed it. You Vampires you wouldn't have heard more. Loris's suggestion to to take care of uh, w- this creature. I wouldn't have. Oh. Well, no. Do I know what a vampire spawn is? I'm interested um, in uh, necromancy um, undead types. I think I think you'd piece it together just from the terminology, right? Yeah, but I so but I don't know any, you know any lore about deep lore about. Not really, no, no. Hey, uh, I'm going to say, hey, Bill. <clears throat> um, so this is a, it's a vampire spawn down there. Um, do you think we uh, get to have a look? It's not a zoo. <laughs> um, I mean, we could, but I guess what I'm worried about is. Uh, whether or not it seems like a kindness to do what Laura suggested. Yeah, I'd like to examine it and see if there's something that's been as reversible, or maybe maybe all undead vampires spawn aren't bad. Maybe he's just hungry. It sounds pretty bad. Yeah, and that screaming like, is still just sounds just, hungry. The the power of that scream is is amazing. It is just filling this entire church every time. It comes up from underneath. So it sounds you. like a very powerful creature. The scream just sounds. It's, just it's, it's, it's being projected very, very loudly. Oh, it's hangry, <laughs> and then there's like seriously fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I I feel for this this poor man. I I I don't feel there is hope for him. I feel that perhaps it, the worst torture of all would be to let this go on. You might be right. Mm. I'm gonna walk in a little bit. <laughs> He's going to walk in just a little bit. Um, you make you make your way past that first door, mm-hmm. um, just as another scream comes up, and you can. It sounds like a little louder from that behind that first door. Oh, has it down down through this door? I'm um, going to call it. Who, you, who are you asking? As, just to Ismark. the room, Ismark and um, Father Donovich. Um, Ismark says, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue. I, all I know is, is, uh, the, the father managed to trap him underneath the church. No one's dared to go down. Does anyone know if this is reversible or is he just going to be an insatiable blood hungry vampire spawn for the rest of eternity? Ismark just slugs. <laughs> I mean, I already kind of asked him that. Probably not, a, mm, probably not as right. eloquently though. <laughs> you know what? If we are up against vampires, I think. The more we know about them, the better. And there's maybe if we are you suggesting we dissect this one? Possibly. I mean, is that if we right meet there? a spawn? <laughs> it's not <laughs> really. Don't mention the. But yeah, I, I think. Um, don't you think it's a better idea to not have a vampire spawn under a church? I agree. Having a vampire spawn under a church seems incredibly. Like a bad idea. It's just mm. poorly thought out. Mm-hmm. Bill? Uh, Bill steps forward to Father Donovich. Uh, 
and bows his head and it says, uh, Padre, can I, uh, can I level with you here? And Donovich gets to his feet uh, and, and just and nods with a very solemn look on his face. And I'll, I'll just help him to his feet as well. I'll just say, um, I know you, uh, you sought out assistance from, from the gods you pray to, um, and I'm sure you would wish for a, a cleaner um, resolution. I'm sure you would love to have your, your boy back. He's just nodding but with every word. Sometimes certain things are not possible, and sometimes the assistance that you ask for is not exactly what arrives. And perhaps you'll find in time that this is a kindness that's been visited upon you, but perhaps not in the way you'd you'd hoped. Can you give me a persuasion roll? Good. That's our bard. Go bard, go. <laughs> oh, there we go. 28. Uh, 28. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm convinced. Let's kill him. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm switching the knife myself. Which door was that? <laughs> I think I think as you're talking is like just a, a, a tear just a rolls down um, Donovich's um, face, and he places one hand on your chest, Bill, um, and says, oh, "Oh, maybe, maybe my my prayers have been answered by the appearance of you." Wow. Um, I uh, I do believe something has led us here. Um, it's no coincidence that Ismark asked us. To escort his father here today. Yeah, I think I think Donovich is almost out of out of words right now. His, his it sounds like he is just being his throat and and voice sounds so worn um, that it's possible that you know that he's probably been praying for days just just constantly. Mm. Um, and his I, eyes um, his eyes are welling up. Can I suggest um, you perhaps go wherever? Um, you feel most comfortable and meditate on your son, the man he was, the boy he was, uh, and remember those those times and forget these ones. And he, um, he nods his head um, uh, and points sort of down the hall to, to one of the rooms um, and just says, the, the back left room, uh, there's a trap door. Um, I'll, I'll just be here praying. And he he gets down to his knees and, and looks up towards um, just the high up on the wall, closes his eyes and just repeats a small prayer over and over. Um, and he just seems to be lost in that prayer for now. I, uh, I promise you, Padre, we'll grant him peace. And Ismark looks over to you, Baron, at the, at the back of the hall and just points to the door uh, behind you. Mm, okay, um, I got it. Yeah, Loris, in there. <laughs> <laughs> Loris has been waiting for the permission to go in and slaughter this thing because he just thinks it's an unholy abomination. It should not exist. So with um, yeah. Baron pointing to the door and confirming that that's where it's going to go, he's just going to open it quietly because he doesn't want to kick down and break any more of the church. So I'm just going to try that door. Assuming that it's open, I've got my axe out, ready to go. As you go yeah. in, I'm going to say, don't completely mash it. 
I want to have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. There's so many restrictions on what I can do. It's like... <laughs> Don't mash it. Um, Loris, you open up this door and time and, and neglect have just punched holes in the ceiling of this incredibly moldy room. It contains... Oh, wow. Very few, it's, it contains a few broken roof shingles amidst puddles of water on the ground. And in one corner, set into the floor, is this heavy wooden trapdoor held shut with this chain and a padlock. Um, and you can hear the, the screaming powering up, uh, these screams of anguish powering up through that trapdoor. I know what to do. I'm just gonna, with my ass on the on the on the, out, on the chain, just to yeah. break the chain open. Yeah, uh, just give me your strength roll. Uh, see. Uh, well, while this is going on, I'm going to turn to Ismark and say, if the shit goes south, can you swing a blade, Ismark? It's a 22. Um, and Ismark just places his hand on the, on a short sword at his side and just gives you, and gives you a little nod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just, um, you bring your axe down on that chain uh, and the chain is going across the trap door and you just break that trap door. It, it looked pretty flimsy anyway. The wood was quite rotten from the water that had seeped into this room. You just break that trap door and you can just see a small wooden staircase that descends uh, 15 feet down into complete and utter darkness. I'm just going to um, call down um, the, into the darkness. Back away, foul beast. We're coming down. Lars, you've just got complete darkness uh, below you. Yeah, so I'm going to um, swap out my axe for, the, for Lightbringer, obviously, because okay. I can't see anything. Lightbringer is my go-to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Lightbringer, I'm going to, uh, under my breath, just going to Lightbringer. Because I really like, like screaming it out and announcing that I have a toy that requires voice activation. It's just kind of gimmicking. <laughs> so, kind of, Lightbringer. Oh, come on. Come on. You don't want to announce it to the. I don't want to. to I don't, don't really like. It's like I, it's a giant beam it's, of light that happens. Yeah, but I yeah. just kind of want. Well, I just I, I like that. I, in Loris's mind, it's like he pulls it out and it just goes. Psh, but the fact that he has to activate it really kind of annoys him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you whisper like, "What? I bring it." Over to this yeah. thing, and to this thing, and it just erupts with this bright light, just burst of light. And because you've had to get close to whisper to it, it just like blinds you for like a, a half second. Um, really but good there's to use that. Just the rest of you can just see this insane light just pouring out from um, the the room that uh, Loris is in, um, without having so heard I, anything he's just said. How far down is the? Um, is that like the ladder or how, like the next room? Like how no, many it's, it's actually feet? like a stairway. It's a stairway okay. that goes sort of down and into darkness. I think we can place okay. you. I'll place you at the top of the stairs. Um, okay. So if you look over to the right, uh, Dave, that's oh, yeah. that's what that's what you're seeing at the moment. Um, are the rest of you following? What are what are you, um, Baron and Bill? You've seen Loris mm. crack open this trap door. Um, activate Lightbringer and just walk down into the into the darkness. I'm going to follow, but I just had a question: Is mm. the light from Lightbringer sunlight? <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of light is yeah. Lightbringer? Do you have that? I can't remember. Do? I don't have it anywhere. I'd have to Google it to be fair. I can't recall. It's it's radiant light, isn't it? It's radiant light. Yeah. Um, um, hang on. That's, a, that's actually probably a good thing to take a look at. Why don't you take a look at that while the um, Bill I'll and find it. Baron, you sort of let me know what you guys are Anyway, I'll, I'll follow. Um, yeah, I'll say, um, yeah, after you, Bill. I, <laughs> and I'm going to cast uh, Mage Armor you. with my glass staff, and 
I've also can cast light as a cantrip. Yeah. Okay. So Bill, you, you've sort of um, ducked down into that trap door um, next to Loris. Now your night vision or your dark vision can let you see a bit more than what um, Loris's light, his mace is, is lighting up. Um, and you can just see uh, huddled in, in the corner of this room, um, a young, a young man. So uh the, the church's undercroft has rough hewn walls and floor made of just damp clay and earth. The rotten wooden, uh, the rotting wooden pillars are straining under the weight of the wooden ceiling. And you can hear the footprints of people, um, the creaking of the floorboards beneath the feet above you now. Um, candlelight from the chapel above is slipping through small cracks, allowing you to glimpse, and with obviously with your dark vision, just this gaunt uh, shape in the corner um, that looks to be. Uh, I don't know, a, a young young boy, maybe maybe eight uh, in his late teens. Is he a young um, man? I should say. Is he restrained in any way? No, you're not seeing any restraints on on this creature. Um, is it on me or on Loris at the moment? Uh, is is what? Sorry, is it on me or on Loris? Like turn order ways or? Oh, there's no, there's it's it's free turns at the at the yeah. moment. But Loris is in front of you. He's blocking your. Path so moment. I've just I've just chucked in um the in the in the um in roll twenty the the mace thing it um illuminates um radiant light and it does one d six um radiant damage to undead creatures when it's on right okay so it's yeah so radiant light is I guess the the answer to the question yeah when okay. you attack yeah an extra yeah 1D6. so when I attack it does an extra one d six damage radiant light radiant light damage oh right so not just in the not all the time all creatures that are... yeah. Okay. So it's not no, sun. It What's do you guys know just off the top of your head of radiant light and sunlight? Uh, I think they are. It's not sunlight, places. right? Sunlight is like normally created from some kind of spell. Um, well, and the sun. And, but, and the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a spell that there are theories about that. Sun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's this, this spell that specifically says it acts as sunlight. So if it doesn't, okay. Say so that, yeah, then, this is just radiant yeah. damage. It's just bright. Okay, cool. There's, there's uh, a radiant. couple of spells. There's um, sunbeam and daylight. Both have mm. the sun clause. Right. Mm. I yeah, think so both this of is... them are quite high level spells. Yeah, okay. I, I think if it was the same as sunlight, it would probably mean, make mention of it, given it mentions yeah. undead as well. So it would yeah, actually cover that. Undead are um, are they susceptible to radiant? Damage. It'll say if they are in their stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. No, that's fine. That's cool. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Do we? We don't know this. His son's name, eh? We probably should ask. Yeah. We, no, we, we did. We did hear it was Doro. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, Doro. We we heard your pain. We've um, we've come to help. Um, and he's he's just kind of just um. In that corner, just shouting up through the floorboards for his father, just ignoring you at this point. Uh, Loris, what are you doing? You're kind of you're blocking the way at the moment. So he's where is he? How far is away? Anyway? So he is what? Oh, he's forty odd feet away. So I'm just gonna um just gonna walk into the room um down the stairs and just gonna hover there. Obviously, I can kind of I think I can kind of just see him from there pretty accurately. Um, and I'm just gonna wait for um. Bill to come into the room further if he is going to follow. But I'm just going to wait there with Lightbringer in my hand, just kind of waiting, waiting to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Baron, you've had a chance to finally just follow in behind um, uh-huh. Bill now. So if you just look over to the right, oh, there's so many pillars at the top of the stairs. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'll slowly yeah. edge my way down the stairs. Yeah, cool. Is um, Morley, you're sort of in the hallway watching these, uh, the rest of them sort of make their way down th- through this trapdoor. Are you following suit? Or are you heading down? Um, I'm going to call Ismark to Ismark. Come on. And then, oh, and Merican's up here too, right? Yes, yeah. All right, I'm calling to Merican as well. Leave the father be. We've got work to do. Um, then I'm going to, yeah, I guess descend the trapdoor. Okay, cool. You you um, you um follow the Baron down, and we'll just place you uh, over to the right as well. Oh, oh this dynamic lighting's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, Ismark sort of just, hangs back a little bit in that room while he's watches you move down. Mirican, um, you've just been left in this room with this, with a priest at the moment. Who's just, uh, he's got, he's got his back to you at the moment facing the Northern wall. And he's just lost in prayer with his eyes closed. Hmm. Um, I did want to say when Bill said his speech that, um, it touched Mirican greatly. And before she, before he leaves, she did, she does touch him on the shoulder and, and thank him for his words. Um, and then she quietly follows cool. along. Um, cool. I think you uh, and Ismark are in that sort of rotten, moldy room for a little for a little moment. We'll just head back down to where uh, the rest of the crew is. Um, this is still sort of free actions for now. Um, what are, what are you guys doing? Who's Bill? Uh, is there anything you're specifically up to? Uh, I'm just gonna fall in line with loris i think okay uh, cool um making way for the rest to sort of head down yeah or? yeah cool and i'm just um, observing if i can spot anything interesting about his behavior or anything um uh he seems to be know. at the moment ignoring you um he kind of he looks over for a for a beat just before shouting back up towards uh screaming back up towards his father does he seem to be undead Wait, sorry, Baron. What was that? Oh, sorry. Does he seem to be human, or is he is he undead, or is he? Um, you're monstrous? going just from the light that uh, Loris is casting at the moment. I've got um, light as well, but yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a quick look and see. Kind of, I think at the moment he's too he's too sort of caught in shadows for you to see much detail. Uh, mm. But I will say to for for Bill what Bill sees is what just looks like a, an emaciated human. Hmm. Uh, Loris. Yeah, I'm, Loris is just going to take a, um, a, a a piece of food out of his bag and throw it um, in the direction of this thing. Just, I'm trying to hoping to maybe land it about here-ish. Mm. Um, I just want to see what he does. And I, the aim is to kind of try and distract him. So A, we can kind of watch him quietly, A, and if we decide to slaughter this thing, we might get the jump on him. Okay, so yeah, you um, you managed to get some food out of your side pouch and just toss it into the room, sort of um, 10 to 15 feet from him. And it lands on the ground and he hears it hit the ground and he, he just, his his um, his attention is taken from the roof down to where he heard that thing land. Um, and he he kind of, edges forward a little bit looking at it um and then looks up at, at all of you and there's just a um bill you're the only one that can really see the the wild look in this creature's eyes um and he 
he sort of drops back onto his knees and he brings his hands up to his face and he goes, I can smell your blood. Okay, this thing has to die. <laughs> um, Loris is pretty convinced that this thing's not human. Um, so at that, like on that, on that, on that cue, I'm just going to charge and literally swing my axe at his head to try yeah, and I chop his head off. The moment you move forward, he just darts forward as well, uh, and we're awesome. going to need we're going to need a roll of initiative, please. Where's American on this? <laughs> oh, remember to click your tokens. I'll click your token, everybody. <laughs> yeah, click your token. Uh, uh five. Oh me. Jesus, a three. That's awful. There's a lot of low rolls here. That's horrible. Rolled seven. Um, Good job, everyone. <laughs> I got. We really want to get involved in this fight. Um, I did a roll for uh, Ismark as well, actually. Um, let's bring that up. Yeah, get into it, Ismark. Ismark, don't forget to click your token. Thank you. Oh, there's so many things to do. Okay, cool. Uh, let's put that in. Top of the order. All right, so the top of the order is um, Doru or Doru. Um, Doru. Where is this? I think it's Dolly for some reason. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how far? They should start calling him Dobby or something. We were calling him Doru before, and it sounded like a really dumb Zorro or something. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. He, he just um starts climbing the walls. Um and he's almost in a flash is is has made his way partially across the room, but um climbing up these walls and, and, and clinging onto the top of this roof now. He looks down and he's finally hit that um that cone of light that your your that light bringer is, is shining out. Um, and you can just see the wild look in his eyes, and he just hisses down um, at you, uh, but doesn't but doesn't do anything. He's too far to be able to like attack. But he's he's coming for you, basically. Um, Baron, over to you. Okay, so that's fascinating. Does it look like he can just walk on walls, or is he gripping into them with his? You can take six seconds to investigate how he's doing that if you like. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> shock me with his climbing and fascinated me i'm going to cast ice knife all right um 13 plus 20 i think that's a hit yeah yep that is definitely a hit okay so that um, does 1d10 uh, oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> 1d10 and he rolls a 12. Wow. Amazing. amazing. I am that good. <laughs> oh, a 10, though. Yeah. Okay, oh, nice. nice. Um, yeah, so the your ice knife just shoots out and lands straight into the shoulder of um, Doru, uh, who's, who's basically on all fours on the on the ceiling, uh, and that just explodes and doing 10 damage. Now he just has to do a dex saving throw of 15. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, he doesn't, he rolls 18 total. Oh, okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> you think, it, is that it? Uh, I'm going to back away a little bit. Okay, <laughs> yes. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, corner here. Uh, it is Ismark's turn and he's, he looks down at Morley, uh, 
and sort of says, uh, make way, big guy, as he as he sort of heads down the stairs uh, and into the room. And he he's just spending his turn. Like he's he's got his, oh, sorry, still got the face up there. He spends the, his turn just unsheathing his short sword and just taking in um, something that it had, he'd only heard stories of um, before. Uh, but in regards to Doru, he's seen vampire spawn, but he knew Doru before this. Um, American, um, I'll make my way into the room. All American you've heard is is the hissing out of "I can smell your blood," which is the first time you've heard these screams change mm. from either just being hungry or calling out for his father. I'm going to solemnly <laughs> say, "We must make this quick, and we must make this merciful." And I'm going to lash out with a thorn whip, trying to bring him down from the roof by wrapping a vine around his ankle. And smashing him to the floor, which is probably it's, uh, Sounds I'm merciful. doing my best. How um how far how far can that reach? I don't know. I can't see the room I'm feet, in. Right? I'll paint a words picture for you. You're at the top of these stairs that are just leading down into this basement. Morley's a few steps down these uh, in front of you, and um you you can see with your dark vision okay. that um about okay. thirty five feet across the room, fifteen feet up onto the roof. Is Doru looking down, hissing at the at all of you? Okay, my range on that is thirty feet, so I can yeah. move forward as far as it takes for me to hit him with that and try. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to have to put you. We'll have to put you closer than thirty feet yeah. because okay. he's fifteen feet I'm just up gonna on, the, on the roof. Go in there. I'm just going to get in the mix. Um, and I've okay. rolled a twenty-one for nine piercing damage. Do I get any bonus just because I'm hopefully getting a little bit of that ricochet effect in the mix? Uh, so, and you can pull someone like ten. Yeah, feet, I is can that pull right? it ten feet. So he's going to be pulled down with quite some force. Yeah, the 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 thorn whip wraps around his forearm, and you and pull him down onto the ground. Um, and the thorn whip uh, does a little damage to to his his um as it uh returns to your side so how much damage Nine did you roll damage. okay so you've whipped him and he's, and he's fallen down but he lands perfectly oh, no. um he has cat like elegance watch out everybody it's very nimble um cool anything else for no. american perfect bill over to you is he prone or anything or is he because no. he got pulled he got pulled off the roof right yeah, yeah, but he landed quite del- delicately on the ground. Gotcha. So okay. he's not prone. And he's is that space that he's on accurate? Yes. To where he should be? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to move up here and just get a real good look at him <laughs> the first time. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, you can, he's hissing out at the room. He's just like looking at, every single one of you and you can see these sharp fangs in his open mouth um and there's just he's emaciated his cheeks are all sunken in and his neck is just skin and bone uh and there's just a hunger in his eyes coming out towards all of you um okay i'm just gonna run forward Mm -hmm. towards him drawing my rapier from its scabbard uh, and just kind of uh, cr- forming a cross from my temple to my heart, shoulder to shoulder, and just stab uh, as I as I reach him. Yeah, cool. Give me a roll to hit. Uh, just the first one. So seventeen. Uh, Sorry, that's right. Turned off. 
No, that's right. Uh, 17 is a hit. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the rapier just like plunges into the side of his, like, uh, his ribs in between a couple of his ribs. Um, was that five? I also have a quick question. So mm-hmm. at the end of the last campaign, my rapier was doused in the, in the anvil, the magical anvil. Mm. So is or was a plus one rapier still? No, is that, that, that still that stopped being like a plus one rapier like hours after you left the wave echo Got it. cave. Okay. Yeah. So so my, my weapon is not magical in that case. No, no, it's in ca- not. just in case that matters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, you might have done more damage if it was. Um, so you haven't quite done the five uh, damage to Doru. Uh, and I'm just going to say, uh, I'm not sure what gods your father prays to, but uh, for any gods you might, I hope you find rest. Um, okay. Loris. <laughs> Loris, I'm okay. you. Loris has been dying for this. He's been stood there waiting, just <laughs> ready to go. Um, but yeah, he's revved up, ready to go. He's been in that sort of pounce position um, since since this thing moved. Um, so I'm just going to charge forward, screaming in my all bloody murdered cry. And as I'm going, I'm just like, oh, Lucas, ghost! And I'm going to switch the rage thing back on because, you know, I'm pissed at this thing and I want to put him out of his misery. Um, so I'm going to charge up to him. Where am I? And oh, Jesus, a pillar on my way. I can skirt around that because I've got 40 foot movement anyway, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And with the mace, I just want to kind of aim for the kind of front of his forehead if I can, just kind of see if I can just crack his forehead in. Okay. Yeah, give us a roll to hit. Uh, hang on. And that'll be with the first attack at least. And then the second one I'll follow up at some point. Um, so the first one will be that. I'll swing it across his head. And then the second one I'm going to bring back because by the looks of things, it probably misses. Um, this, a roll of it was 13. A 13. Yeah, it is a miss. You just sort of like, it just cracks into one of the pillars and that pillar like starts splintering and, and just sort of crumbles down and a little bit of the wood above you just starts sagging. Awesome. I'm not even going to take a notice of that. I'm just going to crack rah, and swing straight back. And second one is a, oh, good God, it's a crit. It's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Give me okay. So what we do here is anytime a, D, a, a crit fail is rolled, oh. we get the person who's rolled that to give us a D one hundred just to see how bad um, uh. that, that crit fail is. Uh, D one hundred. Okay. The lower the number, the worse it is. It's an eighty eight. Okay, eighty eight. Two fat ladies. Yeah, yeah that's two fat ladies. <laughs> <laughs> two fat ladies. Yeah, eighty eight. You needed to bring your, that mic back up when you do that. Um, <laughs> Two bad ladies. Outstanding. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, I think with that, you've gone in. This is it. Lightbring is in your right hand, right? Yes. Yeah. And you swing it forward and you crack through that um, the pillar in that first attack, uh, missing completely. And you swing back the other direction um, and you miss wildly and just smack your hand into some of that broken pillar. Um <sighs> And Lightbringer just goes flying from your hand. Oh, oh no! Um, oh, and it, no. it is—it's kind of landed um, over here, just missing Bill, just missing Bill. Oh, well. Lightbringer, come back! And it's just sitting um, at in that side of the room, um, <sighs> letting off a, oh. a bit of light. Oh, everything yeah. went dark. Oh, did it? Oh. Mm. Not for me. Uh, 
<laughs> Are we in hell? Because the light's gone, right? <laughs> that shouldn't have gone dark for everyone. How's that? Oh, uh, it would have gone dark. Did it go dark for everyone or just Baron? Uh, it would have and, been and people without night vision that it went dark for. Yeah, actually, Hello. yeah, true. So mine went, mine went quite different. Yeah. Okay. All right, because you you can sort of see um, normally uh, Loris's light as well as your dark vision, but that's so you're seeing both. But okay, so we're just gonna have to imagine both Baron uh, and well, Loris is, is now has got no light um, around him. Um, Baron, did you say that you had some kind of light as well? I've got a, my staff is glowing. Uh, is that thing always glowing? Do you have to activate that at all? Yeah, I cast light upstairs. Okay, cool. I'm just sorry. I'm just uh, making sure this is all accurate. How's that mm. looking now, Baron? That's awesome. Okay, that cool. Looks pretty dope. Yeah, cool. So, uh, anything else from Loris? You've used up your movement to get there, and you're now without Lightbringer. No hands. No, I'm just saying. I'm still gr- growling at this thing, ready to rip its head off. So, you know, yeah. It's what, okay. you, what, what, Loris? What you see from your point of view as Lightbringer flies from your arms? Is that it's moved away? It's it's you're no longer being illuminated by it. It's so far away now that you and Doru in front of you, uh, it's just gone to darkness. Um, Bill, you you can still see, but for Loris, you are now in darkness. Uh, Molly, over to you. Uh, Molly, Molly is going to think back to Bill's kind of the the way Bill can kind of turn a situation by very cleverly using words, <laughs> and he's going to initially begin. I say, Doru, your your father, your little, you're the, still the little boy, your father. Lo-. And then he's just going to draw his short bow and just fire <laughs> off the bow. <laughs> yeah, give us a roll to hit. Uh, there's a nine. Oh. That's a, that's a um, Doru looks up as as he sees you firing a, a crossbow bolt, and it just like fires into one of the pillars uh, in front of him, uh, and he just hisses out over in your direction. Uh, anything else? From Morley? Um, I am going to kind of use my dodge action to kind of, not not dodge, I'm just going to try and kind of flip over this banister here so I'm on level footing. Okay. okay. Don't make me roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. I think, I think you, that amazing backflip you gave us uh, like episodes ago means you're probably pretty good at being able to do this. So It's just a jump. It's, it's just a jump a over jump. the banister, not a, yeah, not a flip. Yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah. Okay, just cool. A, just a uh, ship captain swinging on a... Do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doru, it's Doru's turn now, and he's face-to-face with both Bill and um, Loris, and he sees this big, formidable um, shape in front of him. I think what uh, he's going to do is leap up onto Loris. Um, can you I give me... I assume you me. <laughs> <can> you... <laughs> Dave, can you, with disadvantage, because it is pitch black, you can either try to dodge using decks or you can try and push him off using strength, but I'm going to need a disadvantage roll from you. Is it a, a saving throw or a, sa- a saving throw? All right. With disadvantage. Yeah. I, I'll use my strength to push him off. And I rolled a 15. Okay. He's rolled a 17. Um, <sighs> 14 plus his modifier. So he... he jumps up onto sort of Loris's uh, chest. He's got his cl- his hands on his shoulders and his feet sitting on your sort of stomach area. Um, and he just scratches down one of your shoulders um, with his, with, with one of his hands. 
Um, so that's let's roll to see if that hits. Uh, uh, can, um, just a question. While yeah. I'm raging, I have advantage on strength saving throws. So does that negate the dis- disadvantage that I had? Well, that would just give you normal, and you still roll to fifteen as your first roll. Oh no, so. I'm just asking. That's okay, that's, just that's wanted. To, <laughs> I'm just that's checking. Fair. Um, you didn't. You have to just attack to keep the rage. Eh? You don't have to actually hit. Yeah, I just have to be involved yeah. in a in a in a, ta- in yeah, a fight, cool. basically. Uh, so he's rolled a seventeen for his attack. That's a hit. Uh, and he slashes down um, Loris's shoulder for eleven points of damage. That's slashing um, damage. Slashing damage. Yeah, that's right. So I have I have resistance to that while I'm raging. So half that. So six yeah. is it rounding up? Uh, Eleven. Yeah, six. Cool. Um, and then as he sees you, sort of like wince in pain as that <sighs> tears down your shoulder, he just bears his fangs um, and goes to bite your uh, your neck. Um, At least it's your neck. <laughs> uh, and. He's rolled a total of 21. Oh. Oh. Um, so he's given you nine uh, piercing damage. Okay, so we'll, we'll resistance to that as well, I think. Um, as oh, well yeah, as, yeah. As, these, as these fangs bite into you. You can just feel like a burning coming from that, um, as well as the sharp pain, but you can feel a burning to it. And it's also done eight necrotic damage. Oh, come on. Um <laughs> And, he loves someone unclean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clearly. And, and he starts drinking from your neck. And you, you're going to reduce your maximum HP by eight points. By eight. Yeah. So is that um, also, is, that's also taking the eight damage as well? Taking the eight damage. So taking a total of uh, nine piercing, eight necrotic, and then reducing your HP by eight, max HP by eight as well. I can't need to know that somewhere. Um. I think as he feeds uh, Bill, you you notice that like the the hole that you put him in, in him just seals over um, straight away. Baron, it's your turn. Okay, so since um, Loris's light has been thrown away, it's gotten. I can't see him, so I'm just going to say it's awfully dark in here. I'm, yeah, I'm going to walk about ten feet to the northwest, up next to Ismark. And mm-hmm. I think I can see him there. Yeah, you'd be able to see just a, the hint of both Doru uh, and Loris is now kind of one shape. Doru is still like on top of Loris, drinking from his neck. Oh my god, he's biting Loris. I'm going to use Chill Touch. So that's um, an attack. Um, Twelve plus seven, nineteen. Total of nineteen. Yeah, that's that's a hit. And that is 2d8 damage, uh, 9 damage. What kind of damage is that? Um, uh, is it necrotic? necrotic damage. But if I hit an undead target, oh, um, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, so th- something that you noticed when you were in the, uh, the, de- the, the Durst house earlier is the last time you cast uh, Chill Touch, the hand that normally came out instead of being a sort of ghostly hand it's almost skeletal and the same skeletal mm. hand uh shoots out and latches onto to doru uh um, it it also can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn okay and what was the what was the damage what was the total damage nine uh so it's only taken five damage from that okay 
um, but it does have disadvantage on attacks on you. Is that right? Yeah, just on me. Okay. Until my next turn. All right. And it can't regain hit points. Yeah. Okay, until, cool. Until the end, end of my next turn. Yeah, cool. Uh, anything else from the Baron? I'm going to um, sort of get a little bit closer to Ismark, just <laughs> get a little bit of cover and just give him a scared, freaked out look. Okay. See if okay. he, does he look brave? Uh, well, it's Ismark's turn. Um, mm-hmm. And he sees you sort of getting up next to him and, and he, you give him the look and he looks down at you and he says, come on, mate, get in there. And runs off with his sword drawn. <laughs> he is um, brave. Um, and he makes it sort of next to Bill, but I guess Doru is is kind of not really on that spot. Um, at that spot, he's not going to be um, close enough to to damage uh, Doru, but he's got his he's got his sword in his hand, ready to attack. And I think he's going to ready as soon as. Um, Doru is no longer on Loris. Uh, he's going to really attack to, a, to attack Doru with a short sword. Uh, Mirakin, over to you. I'm going to yell, watch out, he's got superhuman strength. And I'm going to run back <laughs> towards the stairs and drawing my short bow. And I'm going to take a shot from a distance, okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, roll to hit. If only this uh, these stairs were high enough to give me advantage. <laughs> Always looking for that sweet, <laughs> sweet advantage. Although, you're only a couple. You're only a couple of steps yeah, up. Yeah, if, you, if you ran to the top of the stairs, yes. Um, yeah. So rock, rock. Okay. Ahead. Okay. Well. <laughs> Any time now. Anytime. It's definitely happening. Just yeah. Don't harass. Here it is. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's just there's a lot of movement happening in there, and you you sight up. Um, Doro and let fire, but the the struggle that's happening between Loris and Doro it just sails straight um, over them both. Um, anything else? No. Nope. All right, Bill, back with you. Uh, so he's like on Loris's shoulders. Yeah, he's like standing with his feet on Loris's gut and hands on his shoulder and head buried into Loris's neck. Head buried into Loris's neck. Yeah. It's like a cuddle. The love bite. It's, just, it's like a really nice romantic cuddle. Yeah, just having a moment. Loris has got his hand on his back, just rubbing his back. He's going to get a big hickey. Uh, tender moment. No. Yeah. Um, okay. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to – what's he What's he wearing? What's he, what, does it matter? <laughs> is it irrelevant? Yeah, it does. It does what are you wearing? Okay. I, I will let you spend six – What's he wearing? I'll let you investigate no, his clothing if you I, want. I can clearly see what he's wearing like at a glance, right? A crop top and shorts. No, he's just wearing like rags. <laughs> he's just wearing rags. He's, just, oh, yeah, he's wearing rags, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grab his rags. Okay. That's why it's important. Gotcha, gotcha. From, from behind – and I'm just going to try to pull him oh, right, off okay. of off of Loris. Wedgie. Yeah. Okay. Give me a strength roll. Well, I was just I was just going to suggest um, maybe I'm assisting Loris in whatever he does at Loris's next turn to get him. I'm assuming Loris is going to try to shrug him off somehow. Okay. So what? And Loris do- is like fighting with him, and I'm just. I, I guess I'd like to take the help action to help yeah, Loris. Cool. So you ready help? You'll say that you ready the help action. Yeah. 
Okay, whether whether Loris ends up doing that or not, that's another story, but you've ridden the help action purely to help pull the guy off Loris. <laughs> suggesting yeah, that Loris might pull not struggle. You're like, well, we don't know if he, he maybe he likes it. I don't know. Like honestly, what I'm expecting right now is for Loris to bite Doru back. That is what I'm expecting. Actually actually did run that, through my mind. She just bite him back. <laughs> <laughs> I want that back, you fucker. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you've read that. Um, Loris, over to you. Well, seeing I have two attacks, I just want to, I mean, I guess essentially this guy's there. I'm My first instinct, besides biting him back, which is kind of funny, <laughs> I just want to bite, like, is there a pillar? There's a pillar somewhere beside me, but I can't kind of see it. Uh, the pillar to so you, pillar like in front it. In front of you to the right was the one that you destroyed. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, so this guy's here. I'm literally just going to body slam him into the ground. So, like, from where I am, I'm just going to drop flat there. So he lands flat on his back. I'm driving my forearm into his chest. And after that, I might just bite him because he's on the ground. That's my second attack if I'm allowed. Okay. Well, um, if you want to do that successfully, uh, let's say you'd have to succeed on a grapple. So you need to basically grab onto him now and then take him to the ground. So well, he's kind of grabbing me. I just need to fall. And he, and yeah, I there, off him. we can do that. We can do like a, a dex versus dex then. Okay. So yeah, we'll do that. Give me a you dex a, roll. A dex roll? Yeah. Give me um, dex. Give me dex. a dex. Dex roll, yeah. Is, he, um, <laughs> is, dex. is me, with me trying to pull him down off. or off? <laughs> I'm trying to pull this guy off. Yeah. Oh, right, um, right. yeah. Does, does that help? Loris at all? Um, I'm trying to think if because Loris wants him on there. I've rolled. I've rolled two die. One to twenty. One to twenty-one. So, so take either, it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I think you sort of see he does that. Loris is planning to take this guy to the ground and, and like land on top of him. Um, okay. and and he does exactly that. Loris just like you just kick your feet out from behind yourself and just land full weight down on top of Doru. Um. What we'll do is we're going to take, uh, a, normally it would be just like an unarmed attack, but we're going to say a D6 of damage. Um, you, can, okay. you can roll a D6 if you like. Sure. Um, uh, I rolled a five. Yeah, great. So you're now uh, on top of Doro, and he you've knocked the wind out of him and, and damaged him a little bit with that um, as well. Uh, is there anything else you want to do? Am I allowed to bite him as a second attack? Is that, is that permissible? I mean, you put it in my head, so I kind of now want to do it. You've got an action of multi-attack, right? Yeah. Yeah, but but, but we but, also found out that grapple is, yeah, is, a, is an action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's one attack. So, yes, so you can do grapple as an attack, and then you can follow up with something else. So if you want, you can give I'm me a bite. I'm going to bite him then. Roll, I'm with <laughs> roll with advantage for a bite. Yeah, all right. Um, so I'll roll it as an unarmed attack, I guess. There it is. I roll... A seventeen doing five yeah. damage. Uh, yeah, that is that is more than enough. So you basically return your, the favor. Uh, we're about to so you bite it right in the neck right of there, him. Right there, return the down. favor. Um, and you're doing you do a bit of damage to him. Um, and but there's something so off about the, the skin <laughs> that you're bitten into, and you do actually just bite right through and, and get a chunk of him in <laughs> in your in your mouth. And do you just spit that off to the side? Yeah. 
Okay, I'm just making sure. I need to know whether you're going to eat that or spit no, it out. No, I'm not going to eat it. I, I know to eat good shit and bad shit. Come on. Okay. <laughs> not, not completely stupid. Uh, <laughs> just because cool. I wipe the bodies of my dead enemies all over myself doesn't mean I'm going to eat them. Yeah, cool. So you're now lying um, <laughs> on top of both, both you and Doro will be considered in a prone state at this point. That's cool. Uh, Morley, over to you. All right. I am... I'm going to bring out the big guns, guys. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to take take a couple of steps forward. Yeah. Because there's a couple of pillars in my way, mm. and I really need to get a clean shot. So I'm going to kind of use, I don't know how long that was. That was there is also a Loris-sized body lying on top of this thing. Yeah. This Just pillar doesn't right. exist, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that pillar yeah, doesn't exist. I broke but, that. Right. But he is basically in half cover with, with Loris on top of him. decisions decisions um (laughs) all right um okay back to back to plan a which is just firing off another another bolt adam uh and a 12 is a miss uh unfortunately uh just the remains of that that pole uh the the bar pillar sorry that was there the same bit that loris smacked his hand on has now got a bolt a crossbow bolt sticking into it and it's only about a foot uh, I said probably two feet off the ground. This, um, this, the remains of this pillar. Uh, All right, I'm gonna get my my crossbow a shake and a couple of taps. It's obviously the, <laughs> it's, it's obviously the equipment's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly damaged. Uh, it's broken. Uh, but but then I am going to use um, the rest of my action to move back towards Baron because I've got something I want to discuss with him or yell to him next. Oh, yeah, perfect. Uh, and. <laughs> And it's Doru's turn again underneath Loris this time. And he's just he's just scratching out uh underneath Loris, trying to try, trying to it doesn't seem like he's trying to break free, he's just trying to hurt Loris. And he brings his hands up onto Loris's face. Um and let's see how successful that is. Uh actually just doesn't I think he he reaches up and he grabs your face, but you kind of just shake it off. Um and just not careful, I'm going to bite his hand off. <laughs> um, and with that shake, he just sort of sinks his teeth once more, sort of close uh, to the previous bite, um, and rolls a 22. Oh, um, Loris loves that feeling. So he's done, so he's done six, uh, six damage, piercing damage to you, uh, and three necrotic damage. And he's also dropped, he's drinking again, and, and your max HP drops another three points. Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter, at Getting Dicey, for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.